You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Kobe White continuing his run of looking like a star-level player, plus an unexpected win in Philly, and Zach Levine's open to going to the Sacramento Kings. We're going to get to all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. He also may be Anthony Edwards' illegitimate son. Hey, you guys look, hey you send the know. video. <laughs> send the video. <laughs> I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Pat. That man said, those text messages do not represent me as a man. I said... I actually sounds exactly like something you would say. I don't know. Hey, like, bro. <laughs> hey, he got he got Bill Clinton to write up that press release. That was crazy. Hey, yo. Bro. Like, that's <laughs> wild. Um, <laughs> but with that said, oh man, Kobe White did it again, bro. Leading the Chicago Bulls uh in this game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And this was a game, you know, we'll talk about the game, I guess, uh here and break that down a little bit in more detail, yeah. but when you look at Kobe White from the onset of this game, 24 points, 9 of 17 from the field, didn't even continue his three-point shooting streak of over three three-pointers, three made only two for six in three-point range, but eight rebounds, nine assists, one block, only two turnovers. That's one of the things that stand out the most about Kobe White in this. He's averaging like 1.3 turnovers per game over this recent stretch that he's been in, which has been amazing. How do you feel about Kobe White continuing just his, his just run of looking like a star-level player? I mean, you know what? I, I'll, I'll say this to the Bulls were in need of uh, somebody to step up because I called you. Listen, I was on the move, had to come up here. As you can see, I'm not in the studio, right? Had to come up here, check out the parents, all that good stuff, you know. But the first quarter, pretty much, I like went through where like I was in the studio. I left the studio. Then I was in the car and I turned the game on the radio. That was the span of like three minutes. And in that time, we went from being down 22 to seven to being up 25, 24, finishing out the first quarter with a dub. I had to go back and rewatch when I got back up here because the barrage that Kobe white put on was star level gameplay. And it's not to say that I think that, right. Like I love that it's continuing and we're moving towards this, but I'm not all in on Kobe white's the star of this bulls team moving forward for the long run. But when your team was down and needed somebody to do something, he picked up the mantle. And, I mean, he put up, what, 20, you said 24 points on the night, right? 13 of that in, the, in first the first quarter. quarter. 16 yeah. of that in the first half. Kobe White puts you on a run that, to me, set the tone for your team for the rest of this game. I thought that Kobe White was everything the Chicago Bulls needed him to be tonight. I love the way that he scores the basketball. And I love the way that he's allowing his teammates to get involved in this game as well. I think that there's so much that he's doing really, really well. And I hope that this continues. 
Now, there's something interesting that I know that you said that a lot of Bulls fans are going to either question or disagree with, and I want you to get, give it, give it, give you a chance to explain that. So you said you know you're not sure if you're in on Kobe White being the piece that this Bulls team builds around. I don't want to paraphrase for you. Is that kind of what you're getting into? Yeah, pretty much, right? Like because here's the thing: we've mm-hmm. seen Kobe White have a hot month. Now, never this hot. This is the best we've ever seen Kobe White play in his career for the most part, right? But even Kobe White talked about this. It's about consistency. Stars do it on a day-in, day-out basis. Kobe White has done it on a day-in, day-out basis. I love the way that he's playing. I love how it comes out. And the one thing that I love about what we're seeing from Kobe White is him growing as a leader into Mm. that role. I'm just not going to go all in and say, he's the answer. He's got it. He's the number one right now doesn't mean that he can't prove that to me throughout the season. Guess what? If we get into January, he's still hooping like this. We're talking about Kobe White being an all-star. We're talking about Kobe White being one of the best players in the NBA offensively and what he's doing on the defensive end, adding to that, setting the tone for his team. We're talking about Kobe White becoming a leader. Maybe then I'll feel more in on, you know, Kobe White being the number one or being the piece that you build around long-term. But right, right now, I mean, how many guys have we crowned and said they finally figured it out? And then we get like a month and a half later and we're like, oh, well, maybe they did. Maybe that was just John Salmon's had a great ro- three months for the hey, Chicago Bulls. Nikola hey. Mirotic had a hot February well, every year he for, was for here. Three years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, so, but here's, here's the question I'm going to, I'm going to throw back to you. So with adding a little context over the last 25 games, there've only been three players that have scored more points than Kobe white. Do you how, like, I didn't expect him to keep that up. Is ridiculous that you wouldn't expect that from a Kobe, from Kobe White or really any player. You just don't expect for them to keep that run up. How much of this, though, as of right now? And you said it. You get he's gonna. You give him a chance to prove you wrong and see if he can do it for the rest of the season. But right now, how much of this, if you had to put a percentage on it, we keep seeing from Kobe White. I'm going to be honest with you. We keep seeing 60% of the offense is great, right? I love the offense. The fact that, but like if the three point shooting stays, the consistency he's had from three, right? Like he's up there with basically who is it? Steph and, and uh, uh, Jalen Brunson, I believe are the only two that are shooting. Yeah. As far as three point shooting. Yes. Right. Like I love it. Like if that stays the uh, activity on the defensive end stays, and the leadership that he's exuding. Like, I, I don't I don't know if people saw it in that first quarter, but the Bulls followed him. It wasn't DeMar DeRozan. It wasn't Nikola Vucevic. This Bulls team started playing better when he woke up and was like, you know what? Okay, I, let me get that ball off of you real quick. This team follows him. Can he continue to be that leader? Can he continue to be that guy throughout the season? If he does that the rest of this year, Maybe he's not the best player on your team. Doesn't mean he can't be the leader. How many guys, How many times do we look at guys that aren't the best players on their team and we say, okay, but he's the guy that everybody follows, right? We live that here with Joakim Noah. Nobody would ever argue Joakim Noah. Well, I guess when people got hurt maybe, but like nobody for the most part when everybody was healthy would ever argue Joakim was the best player here, but you knew he was the leader of this team. I think that that's the part of Kobe White's game that I'm seeing develop I love that more than anything he's doing outside of everything else on the court because we've had three years of players that can put the ball in the bucket. This is fast. DeMar DeRozan can score. Zach Levine can score. Nikola Vucevic can score. You're an idiot if you don't think they can. We didn't have a leader. How much does a leader matter? We had it. Pat Bev did a team for, what, 17 games, and all of a sudden we were able to win. 
23 games. But yeah. 23 games and we won 17, right? Something like that. I forget whatever 14 it was. And nine. 14 or and nine. I, I was close. You'll never forget that 14 and nine. That's ingrained just, no, in your I'm brain. Saying, they, kept push, they kept talking about it all offseason, 14 and nine. It just, it's just in, it etched in my head for right now. 14 and nine. <laughs> but they, 14 but and nine. You, saw, you saw an immediate change. Like Pat Will just, or Pat Bev just walked in the building and was like, hey, uh, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Zach Levine shooting the basketball. And but lo and behold, he shot the ball and it went in. Like if if we can continue to see Kobe White grow as the leader of this team, that would be the part of his game that I would love to see continue. And yeah, I said the same thing over on Central tonight as well. Is that the thing about this? Like, the, don't get me wrong, the scoring is impressive, the passing is impressive, the defense is impressive, and I love that. And then Kobe, the effort that Kobe gives is impressive. But the thing that stands out the most to me is that I don't think anybody coming into the season, even for the people that were like, "Hey, Kobe can score, Kobe can do this," yeah, saw Kobe turning into this leader. Like we talked about it last game against Miami Heat, he was the one on the sideline going off on guys down the stretch of that game to get everybody together. You said it in this game when Kobe. White stood up and was like, hey, man, listen, we're not finna do this. You finna go on a run thing against us again. Let me go ahead and drop a couple off on you. Yeah. Uh, for on Joel Embiid. Then uh, Alex Caruso came in, didn't back down from Embiid, too. The team started going the way that Kobe was going, and that's the thing that stands out to me the most. We have not had a vocal leader on this team besides Pat Bev being here for 23 games for quite a while. If Kobe White can develop into that 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 leader, Listen, that that to me is one of the biggest things that you can you can want because as you you move forward into whatever the next wave is, Zach could be gone, Demar could be gone here by the time we get to the end of February. If those two guys are gone, but you have now a leader that helps establish that culture here for those new guys and helps when they come in and be like, "Hey, this is how we play ball. This is how you're going to have to execute." That to me is one of the biggest assets that you can get from from this stretch of going on with the Bulls cuz And I go ahead. Go, no, I was going to say, I, I I believe that that's the part right yesterday when I asked you on yesterday's episode, yesterday or, or Friday's one of them, when I asked you, is this something that we can see a future on? Is this something where you say, I know the pieces I have, there's yeah. a future here. Kobe White is a score. Can he be replaced? Maybe. I don't know. I like how he's playing right now. What I saw today out of Kobe White is the guy that said, my team's in trouble. Let me put him on my back real quick. We haven't seen that, I mean, at all. And then going to him on the sidelines and being like, listen, we got to go. We got to wake up. You see him in the huddle literally talking to Patrick Williams, talking to Iota Sumo. We got to go. We can't sit here and wait for them to come back. And then they start to build on that lead. I like That's something that has long-term life. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Great points there. Next up, we're going to talk about the game overall in which the Bulls did get the win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Before we get into that, go, we got to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh picked out for us in this week's eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. So he has Tari Easton on here. Uh, Tari Easton uh, still coming off the bench, but Ime Doka continues to find the minutes. And when you look at the last little bit of stretch for uh, uh, for uh, Tari Easton, he's now going into six games in a row of scoring in double digits over that time. He's also shooting the ball over 50% from the field right now, which is really good. And taking a couple of threes for you, adding into that eight re over eight rebounds per game, a couple of assists, almost a block per game, and 
two steals per game from Tari in this stretch of time. So if you look on your on your fantasy team, Tarisen is somebody who can definitely fill it up for you and help you get over that hump in your fantasy leagues. Now, Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligibles, items, and exclusions do apply. All right, Pat. We got to win. We got a win against the Philadelphia Seven. You talked about it. You called me in that game and you said, "What happened?" I said, "Kobe White happened." <laughs> look at this game as well. Like the thing that that stands out so much in this game is when you look at the quarter breakdown. The Bulls, despite going down to an early lead to start this game off, they win the first quarter by one point. Win the second quarter by ten points. Win the third quarter by one point. The only quarter they lost this game in was the fourth, in which they did lose that quarter by eight points, but still were able to pull out a four-point victory. This was the balanced attack as well that we have not seen from the team in quite a while, right? We've seen bits and pieces of flashes with that. Alice Cruz coming back, uh, playing thirty-one minutes off the bench. I didn't expect him to play that much. He yeah. gets off the bench. Javon Carter actually shows up in this game, hits four threes for twelve points. Jeremy gets five and eight, which is typical of him. Dalen Terry didn't really uh, not scored well, but he was the second highest plus-minus on the team. Had some really good defensive moments out there with three three rebounds, one assist, um, one two personal fouls, and that at only two points. We talked about Kobe White's twenty-four. Nikola Vucevic with 23 points, 8 rebounds, going 10 of 18 from the field, and then 15 from DeMar, 13 from Pat, 4 from Io Sumo, but Io did a lot of good defensive things tonight in this game. Uh, How did you feel about this game overall, Pat? I mean, for me, right, I, I look at the bench unit. Um, the, the bench unit to me came out and of course, Kobe White, right, dominating early on, but that bench unit to me came out and really set a tone defensively uh, once the Bulls did gain a lead. And like you said, right, you it didn't, when you see Io DeSumo with four points and Dalen Terry with two, it didn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't feel like they were putting up a ton of offense, right? But it felt like there was an impact that you were seeing. And, and, and to me, a surprising impact from a few minutes on the court. I mean, 10 minutes on the court from Dalen Terry, but a surprising impact to me. Javon Carter, kind of the same thing. Really shot that three ball well, right? Like, those are the things to me that when you feel like this Bulls team is the most complete team, when you see the dominance off the bench, you can't say enough about Drummond. I'm not, I'm not, I like that Billy Donovan went to Drummond as much as he did in this game. But there's got to be more minutes for him. There's got, like, you see an impact with him defensively every game. I'm not saying he's out there. We know what he's going to give you if he's playing 30 minutes, right? He's putting up 27 rebounds. 20 of them are him missing off a layup, catching it on the other side and putting it back in. But you have to find a way to utilize, to me, Andre Drummond more, especially in those down-the-stretch moments, especially in those key moments where you can't give up second-chance buckets. And we're not seeing that a ton. But the minutes that he does play, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Like, is he the best backup center in the NBA? Andre Drummond? He, he might be the best backup center in the NBA. 
Yeah, I mean, other than DeAndre Ayton, which he's a starter, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Andre Drummond is more impactful on the court in a backup role than DeAndre Ayton as a starter. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate there. Like it's 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 the the Ayton shot was crazy right there. Where's Kofi at? Uh <laughs> you telling me Jesus Christ can't teach a post move. But no, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been rocking with us that long, bro, that was a great hey, episode. Bro, that, that was that was right. What was that less than 20 episodes in? Hey, bro, we had a month, bro. We had Kai Soto and Kofi Coburn, bro. We was getting That's crazy. Cooked. We was getting cooked hey, by bro, all, they, everybody, they still bro. We still get a random comment on that video hey, from bro. time to time, bro. Hey, we crazy. got called racist. <laughs> Y'all just hate him because he's Filipino. I, was like, I love Jordan Clarkson. Like, I don't know. But no, um, I, I, I just... I love how this Bulls team came out and and played a complete game. And I mean, they got punched in the mouth, I'd say two or three times in this game. And every time, again, we go back to the, what we're seeing from Kobe White, the leadership, timely buckets, time, timely passes, good job assisting, right? Finding guys open, making the hockey assist, the ball movement. This is a Bulls team that I'm not going to say that they're going to be this perennial, like this is the time where there's going to be this elite playoff run. But I'll tell you this. These are the teams that develop throughout the year that teams don't want to see in the playoffs. Not yeah. because there's this overwhelming worry that they're going to go on a championship run, but don't nobody want to play a team that's going to make them work this hard. And they just made Philadelphia work. Yeah. And and that when you and you can see like when we play as a team and just attack as a team, we out rebounded them, I think, by one in this game. Uh, we also points off turnovers. We won that battle. We forced more turnovers than we than we turned over ourselves. Uh, th- those are all things you look at and you say, "Hey, man, like that." It, when you, it's like that annoying annoyingness, right? That that, yeah. uh, that factor of annoying a team and just being like, "Hey, we should be able to put them away," but they ain't going away. Yeah, that that's 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 an under underrated factor in this. And so the the heart that this team's playing with right now, they're going to be find themselves in a lot more games than they're going to find themselves out of, at least hopefully. And then keep in mind, we're still missing a key part of that bench unit in Tory Craig. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were you were missing a major weapon in that. I was actually surprised to see Caruso going tonight as well, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Crystal. Shout out Crystal. Hey, <laughs> uh, I just saw Kofi's tripping? last name. It always throws me off. Uh-huh. Uh, every time I see it. But um, I, I mean, I'm gonna be real with you. I was surprised to see AC play as much as he did. And Why I, so? I, because I, if we're dealing with right this same toe injury, I thought we were gonna work him back a little bit slower. You know what I mean? Or the, the right. same foot injury. I thought we were going to work him back a little bit slower. We just like, hey, there's a fire. AC, I need you to get in there and handle that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but uh, it was good to see him go out and, and play really well, play really hard. And and I, I think that you could see the difference of this team as far as defensive impact when he's out there as well. Got to agree with that. Got to agree with that. And it, it's a different energy when, when AC's out there because AC is such a – He's just, he's just such a, a monster, man. I, I love seeing AC play and just the way he moves without the ball and the way that he impacts it. Like I said, on those back-to-back plays, where it was Kobe that went in at Embiid, and then Alice Caruso came back down. I think it was a player the play after attacked Embiid. You can tell Embiid's like, hey, hey, they they really coming at me, man. Yeah. Oh, bro, like what was it? The uh, Embiid came down two-hand jam on one end. Kobe yeah. coming down one-hand jam right back on the other. Like, nah, bro, you're not gonna get the energy up in here, like. I, I I'm 
the fact that they were able to take a punch, deliver a punch back, the fact that they were able to dig deep enough to get down. How many times last season are we talking about the Bulls getting down? It's like, well, there it is. Yeah. Now it almost feels like I expect this team to come back. Now it's almost as if I expect this team to fight their way back in it because, and again, you hate to say it, right? But like every game that they win, and we'll talk about Zach Levine in this upcoming segment, like I, I think you're shooting trade value in the foot because they're now, uh, uh, um, hold on, is it six and three or no? Oh, no, nine and three, right? Since Zach Levine six is sitting three. out. Six and three since Zach. Six and out. three since Zach Levine is sat out. Yeah. Like you're seeing a clear cut night and day difference with Zach Levine on the court and Zach Levine off the court. And I think that that goes to the leadership that we're seeing exposed now. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Got to completely agree with you on that one. And I, I think ultimately it comes down to this as well is that the leadership that we're seeing overall from both Kobe, you know, even, even with Caruso helping him with that, it's like like having leadership is one thing, right? And I think you would agree with this, but you having people actually listen to that leadership. Yeah. That's and, and, the biggest and, thing in this. And, and acting on it, yeah. right? Like listening to it, yes, right? But like, listen, Tristan Thompson yelled at Io DeSumo and he just, he just sat there with his mouth open. We didn't know what was going on. Um, but this is something where it feels like there's a, I guess you could say a point guard or whoever is controlling the ball is hearing Billy Donovan's message, maybe believes in Billy Donovan's message a little bit more. I will say this, as you guys know with me and Hayes, we don't believe in Billy Donovan's message a whole lot, but there's something going right here. It's six and three yeah. over the last nine, right? And in the la- in the three that we lost, you said this uh, 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 last week, and I thought very on point with it. It's about how you lose. We didn't mm-hmm. go down just like, oh, we got we're we playing the world champions. We're gonna die today. It's yeah. over. Yeah, we fought tooth and nail, and it, and it just got to a point where you played hard, you ran out of time, you didn't have better players. Okay, I can deal with that over what we saw over that, what, nine-game stretch right after Zach Levine requested the trade? Yeah. Like... That was an ugly stretch. It was an ugly stretch, bro, because it just... so far from there. It just, bro, it it felt like... And I didn't think we were ever going to get here. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about this. let's, Let's go into the next topic, because that stretch to me is so important because me and you had a conversation on it. And it's going to be very interesting now seeing how we've won without Zach on the floor. But before we do that, uh, let me do get to this game time, read because I got to tell you guys how to score some cheap, easy tickets, last-minute tickets. I thought I was going somewhere else with that. No, I am not. Uh, there's no Zion Williamson and porn star here nothing happening here you know what and i'm Anthony saying Edwards at that time. well you know he, that's ig models we can't lump them all in together we have to allow everybody to have their own lane of hoisms yeah you know i mean like you can't oh no Bro, oh, read the ad read, oh, read the ad you're done read the is that read. too far it's too Can far. we not say that? Uh, last minute ticket deals, flash deals, zone deals, all of that. Easy to find tickets on game time. Let me tell you this. The number one thing about game time that I love, the views from your seat. Because with game time, it literally allows you to see where you're sitting, what the court is going to look like, how far you're going to be away from Zach Levine uh, as he's sitting on the bench, right? Just in case you want to sit a little bit closer and say, it's not going to end well. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete 
peace of mind with your purchase. And they are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. They have ticket deals right up to the start of the event, which is going to be great for White Sox games next year because there's going to be so many tickets available. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute ticket deals with zone deals. You pick the section. Game time picks the seat for an average of 18% savings and game time guarantees mean you'll always get the best price. If you find a ticket in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Here's what I need you guys to do. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, that is the game time app. Create an account and use the code locked on NBA L O C K E D O N NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute ticket deals, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Patrick. Can, can, you, can you not say, can we, we can't say that? We can't. You, I don't think you can say hoisms. Are we sure, though? I just, I don't, sure? I can't say for 100% fact. But I know that it's, it feels like something that would be it on felt the wrong. list that you can't. It, it, it felt a little wrong. My, I mean, uh, my views are my views, and my views alone, they do not uh, align with hate. I mean, listen, that, 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 that felt like it like it came from... Uh, <laughs> the heart? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. That, that felt like a Jonathan Majors text. Is that what that felt wow, like? Wow, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> too far. Like. Too far. <laughs> no, I, I'm the one for two. Hey, that went too far. Hey, it's a large line between Anthony Edwards and Jonathan Majors. <laughs> hey, bro, that man said I'm a great man. I need you to act like Fred <laughs> Scott King. That's crazy, bro. That's wild. Hey, forget that. It's the run for me, bro. That bro, man, ran, bro. That hey, man listen, ran blocked. Hey, listen, bro. we need an, we need another defensive end. He may be able to. He, he may be able to do. It. He may be able to do, it. <laughs> bro. That man. In a light jog, bro. You're doing a full movie run in a light jog, bro. And was covering ground. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, man. With that said, something that came out probably, what, about an hour, hour and a half after we recorded the earlier episode today. Zach Levine is open to a trade to the Sacramento Kings. Now, this was in a larger thing. Um, uh, what's his name? Rich Paul, you know, saying that, you know, it's not about sending Zach Levine to the Lakers and, you know, trying to put it back on the Bulls, saying that if the Bulls do decide to go in a different way, well, it's all BS. We understand it. It's good that you're open up to go to stay in the California team with another clutch sports client on it in in uh, De'Aaron De Fox. What do you think about a potential of the Sacramento Kings being in on the Zach Levine trade. I think the only thing that was confusing to me, and it's still kind of confusing, right? I mean, you can make the money work. Yes, Bulls get win now players. Yes, the the Kings get Keegan Zach Murray Levine. is not going to be one of those players. No, that, were you getting that today? People were sending Bro, you that? like anybody who, 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 who realistically thinks, oh, the Bulls are about to get Keegan Murray back in the Zach Levine trade. I need you to just go. And 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 just pray pray for healing of your brain. Hey, really pray I, for the healing of your I brain. I will say this. I did get a uh what's the I got Zach for Sabonis straight up. That's I did get that in almost, my comments. That's almost that's, just as bad. That's actually might be worse. I'm not gonna lie to you. That one like, might actually what are we be worse. Doing? What are we doing here? What are we but, doing? But uh no, I, I think that the biggest question for me is right, the Kings are a 115 uh, uh, um, offensive rating, a 115 defensive rating. They're a 0.5 difference in their net rating right now. Does Zach Levine help drastically offensively with that if we were to take somebody like, say, a Kevin Herter? Uh, Davion Mitchell not getting much tick on that, but right, like, I feel like you'd be trading us offense to take 
offense off of your team that you already have. And I would be shocked if the Kings would do something like that. Because you're going to have to send us legit players to make the money work. They don't have enough players on the team that make enough money. Harrison Barnes kind of, but like. Well, I mean, they can make the money work with, with like I said, they take three players. So theoretically, right. and I'm not saying that this is the framework of a deal. I'm just going over how they can make it work as far as the money-wise. So if we're looking at them, uh, Harrison Barnes gets you $17 million there. Kevin Herter, that's $15 million. That's $32 million. It gets you part of the way there. So at that right. point, if you're looking at a Malik Monk, I don't think they'll be willing to throw him in. Nope. Davion Mitchell, I Maybe. think Davion Mitchell would get you close enough to where, because it doesn't have to be exact to where the difference is within, what is it, a 5% difference? Yeah, I think yeah, it can get yeah. you within that. So theoretically, those three players can get you there. They have their own first-round picks in 2027, 28, and 29. You could you have to skip years. So theoretically, they can trade 2027, 29, or 2028, 2030. But that's theoretically the framework of a deal. You're not getting Keegan Murray. Yeah, Malik Monk is a possibility depending on how they look at the offense. Now, I do say I this, and this it. is something I said over on Central. If they send three players, that means that we have to send – two players back and they could theoretically try to get Tory Craig in that as well for the offense defense. I mean, listen, I guess if you're sending me right, like if you're sending me long-term help with Kevin Herter, um, who signed a new deal under them, I believe Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes. He's, he's going to be what she's going to be. I get right. Like, all right. Playing, playing. Okay. This he's year, he's, I mean, role. he's Harrison Barnes, yeah. right? He's just, he's just, he's the player that he's always been. I'm fine with that coming back. And then you're, I, I guess the risk you're taking is right. If they're sending you draft capital, that's cool. But it, the risk you're taking there is Davion Mitchell. How do you play Davion Mitchell? Where does he fit? Yeah. I mean, he's like a 5'11 point guard that does not shoot at an elite level or has not shot at an elite level. Um, and has not gotten the tick to shooting at elite level for most of the time, right? Like, I get it. He's played a couple of times. I think he's played both times we played, and he's played pretty well uh, mm -hmm. versus the Bulls. But outside of that, like, I don't, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why Sacramento would make that deal. We're giving you a pick. We're giving you, I guess, a, a solid defender in Harrison. Is he still a solid defender? An okay defender? Okay. He's a service. And, and, and I think that's the right word for it. 10, 11 points a game. And Kevin yeah. Herter's three-point shooting ability for Zach Levine, who is an okay defender, probably on the same level as Harrison Barnes. No, and Harrison Barnes is still a better defender. Than dang, him. that's yeah. tough. That's I was wild. going. I was giving him some credit for He's the work. He's giving him some credit there. I was giving him some credit and um, and three point shooting for Zach Levine. I mean, pure scoring ability. I just I don't know why Sacramento would do that. Now, if AK can convince them to do that, sure, let's do it. Like I just I don't know. Uh, I mean, and I think it's it's like they would have to really be high on the pairing of De'Aaron Fox and Zach Levine. Like, they would have to look at that pairing and think that even if that means that. They have to go, then go in and try to find defense next offseason. They could do that. I also see Eco being in the in the comments saying that Zach won't be traded until next. No, Zach Levine's going to be traded this year. Um, well, I I saw that. Didn't Casey Johnson talk about that as well? Though I saw that in an article that as well. If the, if the if the if the trade value for Zach is that low, but then at that point in time, I mean, it's it's a theory. It's something that can happen. I just don't think it's necessarily likely. If it gets to that point. 
you're talking about. If it gets to the points where AK and Eversley, because, I mean, a, a team, you got to match more money if you do it in the offseason because yep. Zach Levine's contract goes up. So that you got to match more money. It doesn't yep. go down. And the trade kicker is still kicking in. That's an even higher trade kicker because it's based off percentage, not yep. a flat rate. So that means the Bulls would have to pay even more into that kicker for Zach Levine. I just don't necessarily see those things being what they're trying to do on a franchise that keeps trying to avoid paying more money. So Let me ask you this. Are we to a point where you're just taking a deal to move on from Zach? And the reason I ask that is because me and you talked about we we remember Zach was still playing and the Bulls were playing horribly. And we had the conversation on the podcast on what is this team going to look like when Zach finally leaves? And I said, I would almost bet you that they're going to start playing better because I think that they genuinely like Zach and they dislike the fact like they're all sad that he wants to leave. And so we saw the game taper off. When you remove Zach from the equation, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we start seeing guys develop. We start seeing guys move in the right direction. We see Kobe White take off. Patrick Williams, for whatever it's worth, has looked the best that we've seen him over an extended period of time defensively, playing the passing lanes. DeMar DeRozan seems like he's kind of fitting this role. He had a little bit, a little bit ISO too much tonight, a little bit more of the ISO DeMar. I don't know if uh, he's just getting more healthy and he's back in, but like, are we at a point now where you look at your team and you say, this team has gone so far the other direction without Zach Levine here. We'll just take a trade for whatever we get. I don't think so. Only because, and the reason why I'm going to fight back on that is to say that you can't, you're, I don't think we're out of position franchise while we could take a trade just to get them out of here because you still need something back forward. Not that at that point, like, to get nothing really back of note for Zach Levine. And don't get me wrong. I know the value is never going to be as high as what it was last trade deadline. Right. I just don't think that this Bulls team can afford to do that. We, I don't think we're in that position. Maybe AK and Eversley view it differently um, because even with the, the steps that Kobe and Ayo and Pat have taken, it's still not to that level to where I think you can just say, all right, bet we're just going to get them out of here. And we're going to be okay after that. You still want to recoup something back for investing what you invested in, Zach. I just, I re in a position to win a trade, though, or even break even. I don't, well, you're not going to win. We're not going to win the trade. I don't, about I don't, I don't even know if we're anymore. in a position to break even on a trade, right? Like, say yeah. we wait and we trade with the Lakers. We get D Lo, Rihachimura, and Jalen Hood Shafino. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, I got Rui. I like D'Lo, but I don't know where D'Lo fits on his team, right? Like, I feel like I just get more questions. You know what I mean? Like, or if we trade with the Kings, like, I don't know if we win in any, or we feel like we win, I should say, in any situation. Listen, I'm sure the Bulls didn't think they lost trading away Bobby Portis. They did. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Any trade that we do initially is going to feel like a loss. We just got to come to that realization. The thing that you hope for is that you're going to get something that adds to the sum of these parts that end up paying off better for you. But initially, we're we're losing this trade. It just is what it is. And and like I said, maybe it's an addition by subtraction. Like I I didn't yeah. want that to be the case with Zach Levine. Nine games, a lot of games, bro. And you beating a lot of good teams. Oh oh, you, I gotta you do the club. You gotta you, we gotta end the show, bro. We gotta get. I gotta do the club thing. Too. Hold on, make sure hold you on. Know. The Bulls, the Bulls won. We gotta we gotta put on the. Oh yeah, get the lights going. You know what I mean. Good God!
<laughs> I don't know if we're going to get flags for that. We're going to figure it out one day. Hey, man, follow oh, us on man. everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. Yeah, you can follow us. At, you can follow me at CEO Hayes. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app for Pat the Designer. I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out here. Peace. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Bro said, would you flip D-Lo in a D-Lo trade? <laughs> D-Lo getting passed around like a, like a, never mind. I've had one wild saying on the, uh, you dig, I'm going to leave it alone. Krishan Rock. Okay. All right. <laughs> Relax. Uh... Oh, man.